Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen.
message is titled, The Art of Prayer. And, and, I, and I named it that and I studied on that because a lot of people in ministry or in church really don't pray. And, about, and God showed me that and said, in order for us to be successful in ministry or just in life, you need a prayer life. So and if you don't have a prayer life, you're not going to make it in this world, especially in this demonic, crazy world. Prayer humbles you. Prayer keeps you humble before God. Prayer helps you to walk in love with people that's unlovable. <laughs> yeah, prayer helps you, especially if you're working in ministry or doing anything like that. You have to have a prayer life because you're dealing with people live. You know, people trust in you and you can't give them how you feel or your, or your opinion. You have to hear from God. So uh, we want to talk about prayers that get results. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, go to Ephesians chapter uh, chapter 6, verse 18. Now, of course, the top of that first 10 talking about finding my brother being strong in the Lord and the power of his might talks about putting on your whole armor of God. But I want to get to verse 18. And verse 18 says, praying always with all prayers, and there's another verse that says all kinds of prayers, with supplication, meaning petition, and in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. You have to pray. Jesus prayed. Jesus had to have a praying life. He humbled himself and prayed, and I just want to get you a couple of scriptures where Jesus prayed. Luke 3, 21. It said, now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And while he was praying, underline praying, heaven was open. While he was praying, heaven was open. So that means we can pray and open heaven? That means we can touch the throne of God in your prayer life? That's why I encourage people, when you pray, close your eyes and pray. Because the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spirits in the heavenly realm. So therefore, you sometimes you have to go in the spirit realm to deal with certain things. Your kids may be hooked on drugs, or maybe this, you don't have time for the now lay me down prayer. Yeah, you gotta go in, in the name of Jesus. You're wrestling against flesh and blood. You're wrestling against demonic spirits. So you have to go in the spirit realm, put on your whole arm of God, and go in the spiritual realm and call that thing down. No, you're not having my child. No, not my child. I, I, I know what God called my child to do. So you have to decree and declare that over your child, no matter what it look like. We don't go by what we see. We go by faith. You know what I'm saying? We go by faith, what we believe. So things that's going on in your life right now, you have the authority over, and you can change it by your words, and we're going to talk more about that. In Matthew 14, 23, talking about Jesus praying again, after he had sent the crowd away, he went up into the mountain by himself to pray. And while, every, and while it was evening, he was there alone. Mark 1, 35, in the morning. So Jesus was praying that night, praying in the morning. It said, in the morning while it was still dark. I mean, right before you wake up. Sometimes you got to get up early in the morning to pray. That's the best time to get up and pray before your day starts. I had a guy talk to me one time. He said, man, I, I just need help with my prayer. I just 
my life is not going right. I said, what you doing in the morning? He said, well, I get up, the kids get up, I get up with the kids at seven, they get up at seven, I said, that's your problem. That's part of your problem right there. If you're getting up when the kids getting up, you're not praying before they get up. Your whole day is, you got to get up before. Get out of that bed and talk to yourself. Get up. It's time to get up. If you know you got to be to work at 8 o'clock, 7.30, you jumping out of the bed and having those little shower prayers and God bless you prayer while you're in the shower, it's not going to work all the time. You have to spend time with God. When you spend time with him, you build a relationship with him. So when that relationship comes to, I want to go and worship him. You, you don't have to get me up and say, let's come to prayer. I, I want to pray and worship the Lord because I have a relationship with him. And if you don't have a relationship with him, it's going to be hard for you to want to pray to him. Because your prayer life is going to be always, give me, give me, give me. God, God, I'm here. I, I'm, give me this, give me this. No, sometimes you just want to go and worship him and praise him and talk to him. Just be in his presence. And if you don't, that's what your prayer life's going to be. You know what I'm saying? And God said, listen, I'm going to continue on. One more scripture that I love, and I always tell it to the brothers, Luke 18, 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that said, men are always to pray and not lose heart or faint. He said, don't, don't lose heart, no matter what it look like, no matter what the situation may be. You can change it by your prayer life, but you have to get in the word you have to study this word. See, see, praying, praying is saying. You got to remember that praying is saying something. Most people have these quiet, intimate prayers like you just praying. No, that's just your thoughts. You're having thoughts in your mind. That's, not, that's thought prayers. Most of those, they don't work. If the Bible says, speak to the, say something, say something, and the devil will defeat, man, he will tear you up in your mind. If you're just in there thinking, thinking all the time and you're not saying nothing, you're going to lose the battle. You have to say something. So if your body is not right, your body is not feeling right, you have to say it. The Bible says you should have what you say. Jesus said whatsoever you say. Go to Mark eleven twenty three. This is a famous verse that um, Pastor Hagen, Dad Hagen, Raymond of the school graduated from. He's, he went over this over and over, that same verse, until you got it in your spirit. But I want to say it to you. He said, uh, for verily, that word verily just means surely. I say, underline say, to you, whatsoever you say, no, whatsoever say to this mountain, be removed and be thou cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things would he what? will be done, he would have whatsoever he says. His Bible says he would have whatsoever he says. You see, angels are not mind readers. They're, they're not. You see, in, in, in Psalms 103, 20, it said angels are waiting on you to say something. They're just waiting. The Bible said, bless the Lord, Psalms 103, 20, it's up there. It said, bless the Lord, you his angels. You his angels, ooh, I love that, that excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. So they are waiting on the word of God. So they're waiting on us to say something. So soon we say something, they're taking it to the throne. They, they, they're waiting. So they're waiting. They're not just waiting in your mind and you're just thinking and thinking and thinking. No, they're waiting on you to say something. So when you got a pain in your body or something that's going on in your body, 
you have to say something. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, I am healed. He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquity. The chest of his peace was upon me. You have to say something. You have to say when COVID and all this stuff, I don't get sick. You have to say those words. And your body is going to line up. Even if you get sick, something come upon your body, you have to keep speaking and speaking it over and over on your body. You have to replay uh, uh, healing CDs. Just let it play while you sleep. Because your spirit man never sleeps. So your body is gone down, but your spirit man is hearing stuff, hearing it over and over and over. So instead of playing your, 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 your rap song that you love to play at night and they send all that cuss word, play some word. I guarantee you'll get up feeling so much energized, like, whoa, man, you know what I'm saying? You'll feel, play the word. I thank God for my wife. She's playing every night. We put it in our sunroom. We got scriptures playing. He, he already know to put it on before he go to bed. And she'll put something on you, the word or some teaching. So when we wake up, it's already in our spirit. It's like I was hearing a message all night. So we get up, we're talking about it because it's in your spirit. Get up, use the bell trim, you're hearing the word. You're hearing the word. And then I let it play through my house all day. Soft music, 88.5, play all, all soft in my house. I got sit, what you call it, the talk thing you talk to and say, Google, hey Google, play soft worship music. Okay, and it plays it all night. Hey, you just tell Google what to play. So you set the atmosphere in your house. When you play that aroma, you set the atmosphere. So when all that stuff try to come in your house, it don't have no, where's it going to go? When the arguments and stuff, it's hard to cause an argument when, when you have the spirit of God in your house. So when you're praying, and I love this because it says, bless the Lord, you his angels. And I love the bottom, the B part of that. It said, hearken unto the voice of his word. Hearken just literally means give ear, attention, or listen. They are listening to your words. They are literally listening. The voice, the voice of your word, and the voice of scriptures. And we're going to talk about that too. You can't just pray anything. You have to pray the word. They are listening for the word of God, not just, you know, the prayer we, our father laid me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep and I should, no word in that. None at all. It's just a good old, good old feeling that I feel good and I say something. And I'm going to tell you, if you're not, and I say this to say, if you're not hungry for the word of God or hungry for God, you're not going to make it. If you can't press your way out and come to church when your wife or your husband don't feel like going, and I only see you in church when your wife is here or your husband is here, you're not going to make it. Because my wife, she, she, we go to church by ourselves if we have to. So if brothers, I'm talking to some brothers, but I only see you when your wife come to church and you just, she making all the decisions about when y'all go to church, you're already defeated. Because that means you don't have a relationship with God on your own. Your wife making a decision. She said, well, we ain't going to church today. It was snowing Sunday. But we ain't, we just going to relax and get some cocoa and just chill. And you just, yeah, okay, whatever you want to do, baby, whatever you want to do. No relationship with God. That's the time you should have been here. Especially if you have a four-wheel drive. You're a man. Come on now. Get, get on up and go to church. I'll tell my wife. My wife and then I thank God for my wife because she'll be like, you ain't going to church today. But I'm tired of it. Okay, I'll see you. 
and vice versa. Because I love God's presence, love to come in God's presence. But if you don't have that relationship with him, it's going to be hard for you to come. It could be random, drip, drizz, drizzling, and you're still inside. Excuses. Because your relationship is not strong with the Lord. So you have to build that relationship no matter what it takes. I'm going to God's presence. On Wednesday night, pastor will be teaching my, some of the most powerful message, and you're sitting at home. You know, we live in, uh, we live out of town, we live in Kansas, I don't want you. But they have a cell, you'll definitely go somewhere else, but you can't come back to church, and you're sitting at home, and, and they don't talk about if you have grown kids who want to come, they're probably scared to, to go because you ain't going. And I say that to some people because some people are controlling, and they control the whole house, and you're going to lose all the time. That, that's not my message, but anyway, praise the Lord. Pray the word. And number one, I want you to know, before you start praying, always worship and praise God and give him thanks. That's the first thing you should do. You don't go to God with your Christmas list. So when you get on the knees, God, give me this, give me this, give me this. I want this, I want this, I want this. Then you get up and you're done. Come on now. The Bible says in Psalms 104, I'm going to say Psalms 104. Let's go to Psalms 104. just want to give you something before we pray, because I want to pray. So I don't want to get off track. I want to stay focused. Psalms 104. It says, enter into his gates with what? And enter into his courts with what? Be thankful to him. And bless his name. So when you enter into, come on now, you got to be thankful. God, I thank you. I just thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you for what you're doing in my life. I thank you for what you're doing in my life. And I just praise you, Lord God. I praise you. Now, come on now, you enter in his presence. And now you're opening the door for him like a, like a kid. Like a, when you go to your, when your son come to you, he ain't going to come to you or your daughter come. And they just give me, give me, give me. You know what I'm saying? So when you go to God, you go to him as, God, I love you. I thank you. I praise you. Forgive me. Repent. And repentance is the hardest thing. Most Christians, my wife was talking about that the other day. You got to repent on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just something. You got to repent when you and your wife getting in attitudes or something like that. And you know you didn't say nice things to her or whatever. God, I repent. I, I didn't do that. Right. Somebody, you're usher and you just not treating people right, I, I repent, Lord, and forgive me. Because if you don't, you'll get hard and still, and that's why you're treating people wrong. That's why you're hurting people in church, because you, now you're hard and mean. So just repent. God, I'm sorry. I didn't do that right. I mean, one time I came in the usher, and I wanted to see in place, and I came rushing in. Me and my wife was late, and I'm rushing in. And I'm trying to get in. I just was kind of rude to the lady. And I just passed right by. Soon I sit down, the Holy Spirit said, fix that. You was rude. And I'm like, and I had to get up out of my seat and go back to her and say, I am so sorry. I was trying to explain. I had to do that. Yeah, you have to fix it. Because I'd have been sitting there all day trying to worship God and, and knowing that in my mind that I was rude. And most people don't, it's not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So you wouldn't notice that because you don't pray enough. 
So the Holy Spirit can be banging on your head, telling you to repent, and you just, that's just me. That's just how I am. That's just, you know, that's just me. And saying, go ahead and forgive that sister. Go ahead and say, you're sorry. Now, I ain't saying that. She needs to say, she need, he's talking to you. <laughs> he's talking to you. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you don't want to do it, husbands. You don't want to do it, wives. But he's talking to you. He's not talking to that. He's talking to you to forgive. Forgive. Pray with scriptures. Like this, Father, you said in your word, bang, 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 you said in your word, John 15, 7. Go to John 15, 7. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatsoever you wish or ask what you want, and it shall be done unto you. So he said, if you abide, that word abide just means to stay, dwell, be present, or remain in his presence. When you're in his presence, a lot of those I want things is not really important as much because you'll start knowing what God wants for you to do. And God's desire is for souls. His desire is for souls and bringing people into the kingdom. But we, we didn't got so worldly conscious that we go to God to get stuff. And that's why you have to be careful with prosperity and prosperity ministry because most people who have prosperity think they arrived. I don't need to pray. I don't need to come to church. That's for them people. That You know what I'm saying? I got everything I need. I don't, I don't need to pray today. My, my bills are paid. I'm good, you know what I'm saying? I'm good. I don't need to spend time with God. God said, no, no, no. He said, beloved bishop, of all things that thou may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. So you can have all that stuff and be mean. You can have all that stuff and taking pills all day. You can have all that so, so prosper. He said, he said uh, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. So just because you drive a nice car and have a, a nice home, that don't mean that you're spiritual. Most people think that's spiritual because you got stuff. That, that don't mean nothing to God. It may look good, and God wants us to have that, but spirituality is a whole body spiritual. He wants your whole body. He wants you to walk in love. He wants you to be healed. So all those things matter to God. Yes, he wants us to have prosperity. Yes, he wants us to be blessed. But if you're not winning souls, you see people in the street and you're just walking past them, you're not giving, you're not doing nothing that he called us to do, the Great Commission, to, to win souls, to tell people about Jesus, and you're just walking right past them because you all got everything together? Come on, now. We have to get better. That's what he called us to be, the church, the called out one. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. And we have to think more than the body of Christ and just come in and get stuff. Just give me more stuff. Give me more stuff. Then what? And your neighbor going straight to hell. You know they drank a small part and you didn't tell them nothing about Jesus. Your coworker that you work with right now probably must know you're saved. Yeah, probably you probably didn't say nothing about Jesus the whole time. And you don't have to say anything. You don't have to go, Jesus, Jesus. You just live the life. Yeah, if you're up there drinking and smoking and cussing with them, yeah, you say, Jesus, they're going to think, where'd that come from? So you have to separate yourself so they can see the light. Yeah, then they'll come to you when they need prayers. Pastor, can, can, can you pray for me? Can you pray? Sure, come, come on. Then that's when you talk about Jesus. 
So live the life. Three, pray in the name of Jesus. You have to pray in the name of Jesus. John 14, 13, 14. He said, whatsoever you ask in my name, this is Jesus talking, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And that's a powerful statement. He said, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. He's going to back up his name. He's going to back it up. So when you pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, you said, scriptures, whatever you're believing for, you're believing for a deliverance, you say by the stripes of Jesus that I'm healed. You say that you will meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You said, word, God. So when you say that, then you stand and wait. You don't have to go back for the same thing all the time. Now you just praise him for the answer. God, I thank you. Your healing may not take effect right then and there. It may come right, sometimes it comes right there. But once you, you got to believe in your heart that I'm healed. So when that symptom, symptom come, you got to be like, God, I, I'm healed. I don't care what, what the symptom says, I'm healed. You have to believe it. And most people don't believe it because they're not in the word. You have to, and this is going to be another message, shift kingdoms. Because if you read the Bible, Jesus came so we can shift from this world kingdom to the kingdom of God. And that's a whole nother message, but praise God. Um, four is, after praying, give thanks to God for answering your prayers. After praying, before you get, God, I thank you. I thank you that you answered my prayers. I thank you that it's on this way. I thank you. I thank you. And in uh, 1 Chronicles 16.34 said, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. So when you give thanks to God, things are going to move. It's going it's to happen. And be in expectancy. That's the last one I want to talk about. You got to expect that it's going to happen. You got to wait like a kid at a store waiting on his dad to bring him some candy. And he's coming. And you say, oh, I just thank you, Lord God, that you said it and I believe and it's going to happen. And you got to, no matter what it looked like, you know, once the dad tell his kids something, the kids believe it. Once this word said it, you have to believe it. You can't take it and just read it then close the book and you don't believe it. He said, whatsoever you believe, and a lot of Christians right now, we don't, don't, I'm not saying we, I'm saying a lot of Christians don't believe it because they don't read it. We come to church, do all this stuff, and we don't read the word of God. And trying to do this, a minister, a working ministry in your flesh, you're just going to hurt a lot of people. Because you can't do ministry or you can't serve in God's house if you're not praying or reading the word. Impossible. You can do it. You can use your gifts. You can do it. But walking in love, because you got to humble yourself. You got to humble yourself, and when people are not treating you right sometimes, you got to just smile and keep going. You got to paste that smile on there. Praise the Lord. How you doing? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. And your flesh is like, you know, 
But you, you have to. Because we are called, we are ambassadors of Christ. And he called us to win the laws, to bring people, not just laws, to teach the word of God. And if he called you to do something, he's going to equip you to do it. And I advise anybody, if you're not called to do this, you don't must try to do it. <laughs> don't even must try to do it. Because you think it look, ooh, it look good. Pastor up there and everybody, he's on, he's on YouTube. Sit down. <laughs> because the attacks and things that happen to you when you're trying to do it, you know, you got to be equipped to do it. You have to be equipped to do it. And I thank God for having a wife that, 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 that's equipped, a praying wife. You got All that helps when you're in ministry. Because when the enemy comes and things happen, you have to trust in God. And if you don't have that, that, that core uh, uh, partnership with your spouse, it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder. So you need to forgive and walk in love. And, and, and have a woman and a wife or a husband that prays, that spend time with the Lord. Because strife and division will tear you up all the time. If you allow it in your house, it's going to tear you up. Now, I want to talk about, especially, it's seven different types of prayers that you should be praying. Now, I probably won't get to all of them, but I want to talk about it. The first one is prayer of faith. That's the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith changed things. This kind of prayer is always based on God's revealed will in his word and never contain an if. So when you're praying the prayer of faith, it's never if it's your will because it's in his word. So you already know it's his will because his word is his will. So you don't go to God for, for healing and, and prosperity, being blessed, or things like that, because it's in his, it's in his, it's in his, just read the will. If somebody died and they leave a will, everything that they left you is in the will. So this is his will. So if you read it, you know you got it. So my, you know, my, my grandpa, somebody's going to die, and I read the will, oh, Troy going to get such and such. Oh, it's, it's a done deal. So read the will, and you don't have to pray if, if. God, if, if, if it's your will, you can heal me. If it's your will, the, it's his, it's his will. That's a prayer. You never pray if because it's his will for you to be healed. It's his will for you to walk in prosperity. It's your, his will for you to be delivered from emotional drama or strife or division, whatever is causing you pain and rejection. Whatever happened in your life, it's his will to heal your soul. And a lot of people having God healed in their soul. So you're trying to do this or come to church and this and that, work in church, and you're emotionally messed up. So you come here and you try to do this and you're hurting other people. So that's why you got to get healed. That's what Jesus, that's why a rich person have to understand. Your money can't heal your soul. So you can have all the money you want, but you can't heal that soul. You can be abused, you can be molested, you can be this, that, that. And you run around with millions of dollars, but your soul is still wounded. So God said, I want to heal. That's what you need Jesus for, to heal that soul so you can be a whole person. I want to be whole. I want to be blessed. I want to, but I want to be whole. So if there's things in my life, things in my soul that was wounded as a little boy or something like that, God healed me. 
And that's what you want. You come here, it's like a hospital. You want to be healed. Don't come to church just to be out, just to get blessed and just to be that wear your nice shoes and clothes and people think you and you go home messed up. So when it's the altar call time and people praying and people, you know, you got issues, come, come to the altar. Whatever you got, come to the altar. That's what the church is for. It's a spiritual hospital. And you need to come in and be whole with God. A lot of things I had to go through in my life as a little boy, a lot of rejection, a lot of things, a lot of things. But I wanted to be whole. And I know Jesus was the only one that could make me whole. He was the only one. So I wasn't raised up in the church house. So when I got saved, I said, God, if you're real, show me that you're real. If you, if you can do all this stuff that people say you could do, show me, and I'll live for you the rest of my life. And he did. He showed me that he was real. And it's been 30 years now. I was smoking, drinking, partying, girls, all that stuff in California. It's the worst place to If you get saved in California, you, you'd be really good because everything going on in California. But all that wasn't feeling me. It was, it was an empty void in my life. And someone told me about Jesus, that he can change my life. And I said, really, he can? I said, yeah, yeah. And I went, and I remember going to the, uh, to the church, and I was in the back, and it was a Friday night. They had Friday night Holy Ghost service. And I remember being there, and I was, I, I was smoking to the church. I went to church smoking cigarettes, put my cigarettes out. Wash my hand, put gum in my mouth. You know how y'all do it. Put, you know, try to get the smell out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I did it. You know, and uh, and uh, I remember being in the back, and, and, and they had an altar call, and the guy was saying, "You want to know Jesus? You want to know Jesus? Come!" And I remember standing there. And I said, "God," I said, "If you're real, show me that you're real." I said, "I'm tired of this life, just empty void. You know, you're just like a circle." You know, I was a single father raising my son in California. And I'm like, if you're real, show me. And I remember coming down to that altar and I got on my knees and I said, God, take this life. I give it to you. Change my life. Take all this stuff out of me. The cigarettes came out. The alcohol came out. The party and the girl at the altar came out instantly. Instantly. And I tried everything to get rid of it. But when I came to Jesus, instantly delivered. And I've been 30 years and I never had a desire for a cigarette. Or alcohol or anything. I'm not saying sometimes it takes time in certain areas. I'm not saying that you have to do it that way. But I'm saying if you have a desire and a hunger for God, he can do for you what he did for me. He can do for you what he did for me. And I really believe that. And that's why when he called me into ministry, I said, God, I, my life is to live for you that others can know that you are real and that you love them. And no matter what they have done in their lives, that you can change their lives. And if you call me to do it, I'll tell the person that you love them and that you forgive them and that they can come to you and, and have a whole new life. And most people don't know that. Most people don't understand that. Listen, if we can all stand, I don't want to stand up because I want us to pray. But that's the first one, prayer of faith. It's got like seven more. And if I get before you again, I, I'll share those. But I want to talk, uh, pray real quick before time, because I know it's a weekday, and there's so much in teaching the Word of God. The next one we'll talk about is the prayer of consecration. That's the prayer where you say, if. I just share that with you. When Jesus 
was when Jesus was, uh, what's the scripture, when Jesus, Luke, um, Luke 22, 41, it said, and when Jesus withdrew himself from about a stone throw, he knelt down and prayed, saying, verse 42, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And that is more like if you're saying, you know, taking a job out of town or you're taking a new job, you don't know God. If it's your will, that's the prayer. You say if, because you don't know his will for your life. He may be telling you to move out of town or move out of this, so you want to know. Say, God, what is your will for my life? So there's other ones, but I just want to, uh, us to pray now. It's been in my spirit that prayer is so important. And this may be the first time or all day that some of you may have even prayed this morning. Got up and busy. And, it, you know, I'm not saying it's no condemnation at all. But sometimes we was out of town this week, my son's house, Thanksgiving. Prayer gets off. We was just, you know, trying to pray and make it and kids running around so you get somebody else. Pray. So it just gets off. You need to pray. You got to have a prayer life so you can be intimate with God. And find that place in your house. I know you got a closet or an extra room somewhere. Make it out of a prayer room. Everywhere we went, every house we had, tell my wife, I need to pray, have a prayer room as the man of this house. When we first started, it was a little house. It was in the, in the, in the car. Cleaned everything out of the closet. Had a lamp in there and my Bible in the corner of a closet find a spot to where you can have intimate time with God and I guarantee you, your life will change you can keep that plan that's fine I guarantee you your life will change drastically he wants you he wants more of you not just this drive by Jesus he wants more of you and I can stand up here and tell you, it's nothing like his presence. No job, no money, no business, no nothing is more important than his presence. If you're putting that before him, you're going to always like a, just running on a cage, just trying to get, get more, get more job, but you have to pull back and say, God, I love you, Lord God. I trust in you with all my heart. And I lean not into my own understanding. But in all my ways, I acknowledge you, God. And you say that you will direct my path. God, I repent. I repent from following after my own ways. But I come to you, Jesus.
Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.